We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, social media and the devices that deliver it have flooded our lives and days with more information than we can possibly handle. Instant news live interviews from halfway across the world are now the norm. And for some, it's been a great blessing. Rescuers bringing assistance in time of crisis, Hurricane Florence this past month in the Carolinas. By calls and texts and emails, the needs flooded in. By cell tower locations and GPS coordinates, nearest rescuers could respond in kind. But social media for many has raised the level of fear and insecurity. Real concerns about their safety and even their future. Church and school shootings, terrorist attacks, threatening Facebook posts, just a few of the things that can rob us of a sense of security and peace. Instead of the world moving closer and closer to peace and harmony, the world seems to be moving closer and closer to destruction. Hatred and division seems to be gaining the upper hand. So where does a person go? Where do you go for peace and security in an uncertain world like ours? Hiding's not gonna help. We're all brought face to face with a reality of uncertainty. King David was familiar with insecurity in his world. David wrote Psalm 62, which is our sermon text, sharing his own uncertainty and, and especially where he found peace and safety. He was under serious attack from an enemy or enemies that wanted to overthrow him. Listen to verse 3. Quote, How long will you attack a man to batter him, like a leaning wall or a tottering fence? I hear an old man in David's words. Do you? You don't build leaning walls or tottering fences. But over time, that's what they become. You know, we often, when we think about David and his problems, we often think first about his younger days when he's fleeing from Saul throughout all of Egypt, or all of Israel, and even in the land of the Philistines, or the crisis with Bathsheba in his middle years. But a tottering fence, an old man, brings to mind Absalom. You remember the story, right? Absalom would rise early. He would stand in the city gates and engage the people, telling them how much better their lives would be if he were king instead of his old man. The Bible tells us that Absalom, quote, stole the hearts of the men of Israel, 2 Samuel 15. After four years, Absalom gathered his supporters at Hebron and had himself declared king. When the news came, King David had to flee Jerusalem quickly. And if it wasn't for God's spirit convincing Absalom to take some bad advice and not pursuing immediately, well, David might not have survived the attack. Certainly David was in a precarious position. Is that a leaning wall or a tottering fence? Perhaps. Whatever the situation was that David wrote Psalm 62, he shares with us his strong response to the threat and uncertainty. The psalm proclaims David's strong faith. It proclaims where we find rest and peace when we're confronted with threats and uncertainties in our world. Rest and peace is found in God alone. He is the rock, the fortress, and salvation we need. You may have heard of Melissa Falkowski, a journalism and English teacher at Parkland High School in Florida during the shootings. She had 19 of her students in her classroom closet 
I'm sure that was a fun place to be. She hid him there, though, when she heard that there was an active shooter in the building, and she becomes really a reflection of God himself in Psalm 57. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. What other eternal refuge can there be than God who sent his only son to defend us, to give his life for us? What did Jesus do? Well, he was like assistant coach Aaron, Aaron Feast at Parkland, who stepped in front of his students to protect them. Aaron gave his life for his students. On the cross, Jesus took everything that would crush you and died in your place. The only place that we can find lasting rest in this turbulent world is in the one who conquered death and gave you life. Through the living word, you receive rest. Through his presence in Holy Communion, you are hidden in Jesus' grace and strength and forgiveness. This world will rage. It may injure you physically and emotionally, but Jesus, who is over all, is your rock and salvation. Psalm 62 is a little different than most psalms. Most psalms usually describe a difficult situation that the psalmist is in, and then it goes on to prayers and petitions asking God to help. Psalm 62 doesn't include any prayer. Instead, it makes a strong assertion of his faith and confidence while alluding to the challenging situation. Psalm 23 is another example of that. There's no prayer in that. Psalm 23 simply declares that God is my good shepherd. And although there might be challenges even unto death, God is present through them all. He's the good shepherd. Psalm 62 declares that God is our rock and salvation, the one who gives us rest and strengthens and quiets our souls. Whenever we come across psalms like this, we should stop and take a little closer look. These psalms that declare the greatness of God and therefore encouragement for our living David serves as a witness to God's grace and rescue. He calls out a history that we too have a good shepherd. We too can trust God as our rock and salvation. David does not use the usual word for rest in Hebrew, which is what Sabbath, which simply means to stop. Stop physically and emotionally and rest. Instead, he uses a less familiar word that's translated silent or silence in our ESV and most English translation. The Hebrew word goes beyond physical and emotional rest. It invites us to stand in the presence of Almighty God and not say anything, not come with anything in our hands, just to stand in his presence. And in silence, receive the peace that only God can give, peace that God, our rock, and our salvation gives no matter what is happening around us. David recognizes in the first part of the psalm that his challenge comes from people who use lies and falsehoods to bring him down. He describes their actions as outwardly praising them with his mouth, but inwardly cursing. And their intent is to, quote, thrust him down from his high position. Then David inserts in the psalm at this point the word selah. We have no idea what it means. It's thought that it's a notation for the musicians or the singers or the readers to pause and to calmly think about what's been said to this point. Up to this point, David has declared that his soul waits in silence on God alone. He is his rock and salvation. He will not be shaken. 
And then he follows this strong statement of faith with four and five describing the actions of those around him. As we wonder what David wrote, the words of Jesus in John chapter 8 come to mind. That the devil is the father of lies. This sila, this pause to reflect, helps us to move from the physical to the spiritual. The devil desires, uh, desires us to fall down from our place as the children of God. He challenges us to doubt God's forgiveness and love. We're in a spiritual battle against a mighty foe, but because of who God is and his commitment to us, we can say with David, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. Our arch enemy challenges us to prove to God that we really deserve his love and forgiveness because of what we've done and who we are. But there's no rest in that approach to God. Jesus is constantly wondering, have I done enough? Instead, God invites us into his presence to stand in silence and receive from him his love based on his actions. There is one more selah in Psalm 62. It comes at the end of verse 8, after David, David speaks of his soul, again telling it to wait in silence for God alone. He repeats so much what he said in verses 1 and 2, but he adds a dimension of honor and glory that are his because God is his rock and salvation. And then David focuses on us. He writes, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. In a turbulent and frightening world, here is the gift we've been given. Listen to St. Paul as he describes the harrowing journey of God's people through the wilderness in the Old Testament. For I do not want you to be unawares, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud, and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And what was that spiritual rock that followed them, that sustained them through heat and flood and scarcity and fear? And Paul says, and the rock is Christ. You've heard and read of many of the historic, heroic rescues during the flooding and destruction of Hurricane Harvey. You've seen the stirring pictures and been moved by accounts of self-sacrifice. But there is a much greater storm than Harvey. The storm of sin and death that engulfs all of humanity. And all of us were stranded, helpless of the floodwaters of our fallenness. That is where the greatest rescue in history took place. Jesus is our rock and our salvation. He came and bore our sins and just punishment on himself. You are forgiven. He is the one promised to Adam and Eve in the garden. The one who rose, died and rose from the dead to give us great confidence and assurance no matter what happens. No matter who attacks us, in Jesus, we stand before the Father with our soul silent, receiving life and salvation from him. Many of the congregations of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod are celebrating and thanking God for the ministry of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League today. For 76 years, the LWML has supported mission work nationally and internationally. They truly are Lutheran women in mission, and they are also women of encouragement. LWML hasn't just collected pennies and nickels, dimes and quarters in their mite boxes. They have also encouraged women and men in their faith walk to 
find the true rest that God alone provides. Over 76 years, the LWML has lived through major challenges in our world, our country, and even in their own organization. Through all the challenges and uncertainties, LWML has placed trust in God and looked to Him for direction. Lives have been touched, and rest has been received. Let us be encouraged in our witness by the witness of LWML. People all around us are struggling, struggling with insecurity in a fast-changing world. We have the true rest, the rest that God offers in Himself, the love that He gives to them and to us through His Son. David lived in uncertainty, and so do we. David received from God a physical and emotional rest. He also received that silence, the ability to just stand in front of God and receive. A rest that nothing in this world of insecurity could take away from him. We have that same assurance in an uncertain age. It is the gift we can stand on because God is our rock and our salvation. The one who loves us and sent his son to redeem us, thereby restoring us to a relationship with his father. Let us daily then, with David say, my soul finds silence in God alone. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.